0: I thought it might be helpful um, if we began the afternoon with um, any other questions that might be either lingering from this morning or might have brewed up in the in the interim with your conversations with each other or your own reflections. So, um, <coughs> so please, if there are any things that could do with some clarifying, please, please ask away. Yes, Jason.
1: I uh, was speaking with Mary Grace at the break about about this sound of silence and the experience that I've had is uh, when using open awareness or actually this uh, technique as a door <coughs> to open awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the, it's like the, when you were speaking uh, right before lunch about the, some of the different experiences that can be had I mm-hmm. really related to uh, sitting in, say, the upper meditation hall at Spirit Rock mm-hmm. late at night and then really being able to tap into that kind of Mm-hmm. And having that be a doorway into a real kind of expansiveness—is that—is um, that one of the ways in which this technique can be utilized?
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was thinking the um, with uh, the couple of sitting meditation periods this afternoon. I was thinking to approach that that uh, side of it uh, for one of them, um, particular. Um, sometimes we think of. Of uh, vipassana as being a, a distinct practice to open awareness, for others. Uh, but, they, but it's, it's all very related to each other: concentration, insight, and awareness. Is, uh, they're, they're all of a single piece, really. And so um, you use the, the reflections of um, developing insight around anicca, dukkha, anatta, and impermanence or uncertainty and uh, unsatisfactoriness and, and not self, um, that the, the process of vipassana meditation it can be approached in various different ways. So that applying of those w- ways of, of um, handling our different uh, patterns of experience, a thought, a feeling, a perception, uh, an idea, and a mood. Um, so vipassana is not just bringing that reflection of oh this is impermanent, changing, changing, uh, this is unsatisfactory, this is not self, not me, not mine. Um, so that's part of, of, uh, of vipassana, but vipassana is also the the insight itself that arises from applying that kind of method. So the, the word really has two meanings. It's both the um, the experience of of seeing in. It's the ah, you know, once you say oh this is impermanent, this isn't this isn't me or mine. Ah. So that the vipassana is a name for the technique of applying those reflections. But it's also the name for that quality of ah <laughs> the insight of oh, Of course, how could it be me and mine? There isn't one, yeah. Um and that so when we talk about open awareness in a way that's more referring I would the way I would use it, is more referring to that quality of when the mind goes, Ah just staying with that does lead that being um, maintained through uh, this um, quality of, of alert attention. Um, so that, that takes a little bit of doing. You can't just decide to, to function that way. So using the sound of silence as a, <coughs> as a backdrop, as I was saying with the, uh, the uh, using it as a concentration exercise to focus the attention first of all, You may, you bring it to the forefront. So then, what I was going to do with the next meditation period, or I still will, if you like, <laughs> is just rather than, than having the su- the nada sound as the figure, um, and then and then the figure filling the the, the sphere of attention, letting the the the, um, uh, the nada sound be more like the ground, and then the the figure of attention being the just changing perceptions of sound of, of people doing their laps around the building and. People running chainsaws and chatting and doing their running their businesses on the sidewalk and so on. But um, all those good things that can be that's the figure, and then the ground or the, you know the background, the nada sound, and then uh, you know, an open awareness um, is what you arrive at. What, what's there? What's present? When there's no need really to apply any. Um, methodologies to to break up the the granularity of sound and feeling and thought and perception and emotion. That you're using those reflections. This is not. This is impermanent. This is unsatisfactory. This is not self. That's like a a kind of um, uh, cleaning agent to help you <laughs> help break up those uh, encrusted habits of of self and other and and such like. And that it's uh, we're using those. Reflections as a way of of um, uh, eroding those habits of, of self creation and taking the impermanent to be permanent and taking the, the, the unsatisfactory to be satisfactory and so on so that 's how I, I see them as fitting together and how I work with them um, the, uh, then with you know, developing the, that quality of open awareness it's it's also one of the things about the nada sound is that it helps to as a, uh, it helps to energize the mind so it's not when, when, because when there's no particular object like you are sitting up in the hall and it 's quiet and it 's dim and you're all alone there's, there's, n- there's not any strong object to attract the attention it 's very easy for the mind to drift into uh, states of dullness or, or complacency, and you might be calling it open awareness, but it's
1: <laughs>
0: it 's just a, just a kind of an extended nap, you know so sort of the vertical nap and uh, so that <laughs> that uh, which so that that 's why particularly I find that using the, the nada sound developing that because it 's very energizing, so even when there 's no particular object and things are very, very quiet and still then it's maintaining that that sort of perk perkiness, that sort of pertness of mind. that's sort really like you've woke, you've woken up and you smell the coffee, you know. It's like, even though it might be eleven thirty at night, there's a, a an alertness, and it's, so it's very good um, to provide support that quality of alertness when there isn't any particular objects that that trigger that, um, because that's that's one of the the um, main dangers of peacefulness, or having a really quiet mind, is that it, it, it uh, drifts into states of dullness and nihilism that you're just not aware of. There's a, there's a subtle kinds of blanking out that can happen where you just sort of, mm. and you're you know it's peaceful it's really peaceful and you're kind of awake, but they're, they're, you're not you're not really aware of how uh, the the field is uh, it's actually <laughs> it's like the the, the maglite with the, with the fading battery you know you still got a little bit of juice but you know, the the, the, <laughs> the size of the spot that you can you can use is gets smaller and smaller and smaller so uh, and there's still some brightness there but basically the, the batteries are really running down so I find it particularly helpful for that where and and for myself uh, again other people might have different disposition but far more so than the breath because of not listening to the nada sound seems to have a much more directly energizing quality. And then, and it's also not just sitting up late at night in the meditation hall off in the hills, but um, that the more you can develop that quality of of, of, uh, of an open awareness or um, undistracted uh, awareness in a in a refined situation, like you're know, practicing in a quiet, like practicing in a musical instrument in a quiet room, you know that where you're going to have a minimum of distractions. You 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 make the conditions as easy as possible. Um, but you don't you don't do that so that you can always play music in a soundproof room. You know, being lo- locked up. You you learn it in a controlled environment so you can apply it elsewhere. So then the the, the um, what that does is that the, the, you, you learn to use the nāda sound as a way of plugging into, tapping into that quality of an unbiased, undistracted uh, awareness. Even in the midst of a day long at the first the Santa Cruz. <laughs> so that the, you, you, know, you, you train yourself to be able to listen to the sound and the sound reminds you, oh yes, this is just patterns of Perception arising and ceasing, that's all, no big thing. So that it's it, that same quali- quality of, uh, of uh, undifferentiatedness, if such a word exists. <laughs> uh, you can uh, tap into that and recollect that even in the midst of, of a lot of multiplicity. Like there's all these people and all these words, all these things, but yet, I, as I'm, even as I'm speaking, I'm listening to the nada sound. So that's there in, in the background, reminding me that, oh, this is all just perception, this is all just sankharas arising and ceasing, no big thing. So that it transfers back into a, 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 an ordinary everyday situation, to the greater or lesser extent. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Yes. you're going to explore also talking about inquiry that was the, that's my plan for the last one I thought I have a couple of guided sittings this afternoon so I thought use the the inquiry for the second one I've
1: never been able to get things to do out and out my mind goes oh I'm going
0: to inquire that's great now I'm really quiet what should I tell my friends about this I know that kind of mind, Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was planning to look at that later on in the afternoon. Yeah, Rick.
1: So I have a question. At times, because I've been working with it, and like I'm, I'm going to bed and the body's just really tired, mm-hmm. and somehow that knot of sound just really rises up there in the mind, even though it's just tired, keeping me awake, but I'm like too tired to want to do anything else but just lay there. So it's like, then it becomes annoying because it's like,
0: no way, I just want to go to (laughs) sleep. Well, let's say say certain members of the committee want to go to sleep. (laughs) 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 But they, they don't have to be given the deciding vote. Understand what I
1: mean? Yeah. <laughs> what well, if you let
0: wisdom chair the committee then? it Yeah. Rather than Rick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not meaning that as a personal. If it was me, I'd say me. You know, so. But it's that if 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 we're trying to steer our our practice or make any kind of decision, if we're that, that's why, um, in, that, in, in a way, it's another helpful side effect of this, this practice because learning to listen to the nāda sound helps us to learn to listen to our own mind. You, you're learning to listen. And so there's a, a quality of being able to, to, uh, to tap into our intuitive wisdom by listening to our thoughts. So when, so when you, you're able to listen to the thought, ah oh, no, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting wide awake, I'm so tired, I need to sleep. And rather than thinking, I am, uh, I am thinking this, this is an absolutely valid assessment of the universe as it actually is <laughs> in its essence. There's a the recognition, oh, there goes the, the sound of the thought that wants to go to sleep. It's, it's That's what I mean by letting wisdom chair the committee, rather than 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 Rick, rather than sort of the the, the 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 me who's grabbing the flag and says, you know, I'm in charge here and this is what I want. And then that quality of listening is like, oh, it's that plaintive, pleading voice. Like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And uh, that's what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It, it's just. That's it's that that voice. It's that part of our nature, and so it's like when you're in a in a committee meeting, you know, there's a lot of, and then there may be that there's one of the people in the committee is is speaking with that kind of ah, poor me, you know, and, and a plaintive voice, or like I'm just trying to be practical here, you know, and then you listen to that if you're in a committee, you listen to that voice with with respect. Um, and with compassion, but with, with with wisdom also, so that the quality of listening is tremendously important in practice. Because if we if we make our decisions coming from a place of uh, of um, uh, idealism or of planning or of will, uh, you know, it always ends up with dukkha. Yeah, it's always painful in the end, even if you get what you want. Down. I got what I wanted. <laughs> That's sometimes the ultimate disaster. <laughs> Getting things that, you know, things that have gone the way you wanted. So, that quality of learning to, to listen is, is a, a, a very powerful side benefit from listening to the Nada sound. Because you're, you're developing that faculty and you're just applying it to your own thinking. And so here's the, the, the reasonable, authoritative thought. Here's the, uh, the sweet and friendly thought. Here's the howling two-year-old thought. And that there is able to, you're, you find that quality of your own heart that's able to receive all those different voices, you know, the, the wise and the foolish and the, the practical and the, the, and the crazy. And, just, and receive them. And then, then a choice of what to do or, or what way to steer things or how to respond comes from that, list, that place of listening. It's like when we chant. You don't, the, you don't chant by trying to replicate the pitch of the lead voice. You, 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 your voice. If you listen to the lead voice, your voice will go to the right pitch. If, if, you, if I try to make that note, it'll always be slightly off. But it's through listening that your own voice goes to the right pitch, which is a which is, it, it works the same way in, in in internally in in our dharma practice where if you are um, ready to to uh, not just act out of habit or 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 uh, just default to a, the loudest voice in the committee <laughs> or just the habitual ones but just uh to say, oh, look, th- there's, there are these different factors at play, there are these different voices going on. Okay, so what's the best way to respond to this? You're, you're in a way, putting that into the uh, the, the field of, of your intuitive wisdom. And then a way of handling it comes out of that. So that, because even if you're lying there wide awake listening to the sound of silence and your body's tired, still, it's, it's absolutely up to... to to us as an individual at that moment if we create a problem out of it.
1: In, in your, so what I'm realizing is like during the day if I'm walking, I'm practicing and it's there, I'm doing all that and somehow when I go to that place where I go to sleep mm-hmm. and it becomes even louder what you're just saying is I'm realizing that's what I, it's like I forget all that other stuff when I'm really tired and I think now's the time to go to bed and it just shows up with that strong. It's like I'm not listening to it anymore. It's like, why aren't you letting me sleep? And mm-hmm. actually, as you're saying that, I'm actually recognizing how I've divided myself in doing all that mm-hmm. at those times in the evening. It's just
0: like... Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not practicing anymore. I need to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we, we, we all do that. I mean, it's it's... I mean, it's one of the really interesting things is often the most peaceful moment of the meditation is when the bell rings, right? When there's a, ah. And it's, and it's peaceful, not just because you know that your knees are going to be released from their suffering, but it's peaceful because suddenly I don't, I'm not having to do something. And that uh, we, we are, uh, we're sort of released from that chore. And now oh no, I don't have to practice. It's peculiar, isn't it? And that uh, so that the, all the, the attention and energy is there, but what we've let go of is that I should be, or I don't need to, and that. that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, and so that the uh, ideally what you're doing is you're maintaining that quality of like a, a reflective, clear reflective quality about of the different moods that are there during the course of the day, and so developing that the. the not a sound and listening to that. It also helps uh, to keep a, uh, keep a track on the, the flow of moods. That regardless of whether you're feeling inspired, there's a nada sound. You're feeling angry, there's a nada sound. You're feeling tired, there's a nada sound. You're feeling, you're feeling uh, afraid, there's a nada sound. So it's like a reference point for all, the, uh, for all the different moods. And you can see the moods being played against that, like the different moods of the sea, different very still and calm or big waves or whales passing by or whatever yeah
1: so I'm, I find that a little curious is there any have you or Ajahn you know, Sumedho had any conversation about carrying the awareness of the nada Sound into sleep
0: um, actually during the sleep state
1: you if you, as, as you One of the things I've noticed on retreats sometimes is that awareness carries farther into falling asleep than it does in my everyday
0: yeah. life. Yeah, oh, and if you listen to the nada sound, then it carries on longer.
1: And, and so then I began to wonder, well, is there also, have, have you or he or anyone had experiences of actually being aware of it in sleep?
0: I haven't really tried to.
1: And you don't dream about it?
0: Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) (laughs) Is that you putting your hand up here or just scratching your head? I'd say yeah, that's a good way of putting it, that's it. because that's uh, it's really hard to get dull if you're listening to the, the nada sound. Because if the mind is, is drifting towards dullness, you can't really you you, you stop really really hearing it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, so maybe we can have a another sitting. People wanna get comfy. Mm-hmm. Again before trying to to do anything, even focusing on the, the nada sound, just take a moment to notice what, what your mood is like right now. How am I feeling? What's the texture of the body? The air is warmer. We've just eaten a meal. How does it feel? What's the effect of that? What's our mood like? There's no right or wrong starting point, but it's important to, to let the awareness of that starting point, the material that we're working with, to let that be known, to apprehend that, to acknowledge that. So we can start from the place where we actually are. Where we're aware of the material that we're working with. establishing an upright posture, inviting the spine to, to lengthen to its full comfortable extent. Let the rest of the body relax around that, shoulders, arms, the abdomen, the legs and feet. Letting the whole system relax and be at ease. turning the attention to the nāda sound. How do we feel it? Find it. Whatever quality it might have, let's bring the attention right to that. Listening, receiving, attending to it. To begin with, keep that here in the very center. Let Let the inner sound be here at the very center of attention to help focus, steady, fix the attention here in the present moment. letting the sound fill the sphere of our awareness just cultivating this quality of attentiveness focus but from an attitude a place of ease within the heart not trying to get something or fix something or become something just Alert, relaxed. Listening to the way things are. Now, attending to the inner sound, so see if you can hold it internally so that it forms a backdrop to the other perceptions that come filtering in. The sounds of people in the building, my voice, traffic on the road, feelings in the body, Ideas and plans, memories, moods. See if you can consciously hold uh, this continuous, smooth presence there in the background like a movie screen against which the The play of sound and light, feeling and mood, thought, sensation, those are all played. Like the playing lights from the film projector. Making patterns on the backdrop. As a thought arises or a feeling to help recollect, to remind ourselves this is just a pattern of nature coming and going and changing. And to begin with, as a, a thought arises, just to note this is a changing thing. A sensation in the body arises, this is a changing thing. Here is an idea about the future. It too is a changing thing, arises and passes away. So as the different perceptions and feelings, thoughts arise in the natural flow of things, see if you can meet them with these reflections meet them with these tools of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, not self. And then having reflected, having used those tools on the different patterns of feeling and perception, let them go. We use those tools to help dissolve the solidity of those perceptions. Let that happen. Let the thoughts go, let them dissolve. Let them be seen as transparent. And as something fades or its emptiness is seen, then bring the attention back in that moment to the nada sound. So that's there in the background and then is obscured for a moment by a sensation or a thought. We apply those reflections of anicca, dukkha, anatta to the the feeling, the thought, the mood. Then when that dissolves, go back to the nada sound, listening to that in the background once again. So that the changing perceptions, these are the figures, the forms in the foreground. The nada sound is the ground the backdrop, against which all of these other qualities are perceived. And when something dissolves and it reaches its natural cessation and fades, remind yourself, go back to the sound. listen to that once again. So we're developing it, cultivating it as a, a deliberate conscious presence we're intentionally holding that there in place as a background to all experience and when it's known when we've let go of the object and the mind is attending to the, the nada sound once again let's notice how Pleasant that feels for the mind in that moment to be free of clinging. When there's a letting go of a memory, letting go of a mood, of a worry, what remains? There's a quality of purity, peacefulness, and a ringing silence. not a matter of whether the thought is wholesome or unwholesome, whether the object is inside or outside by convention. Just keep asking, is it changing? Is this who and what I am? Is this satisfactory? And let go, return to the Nadasan. the more that we develop this, this attitude, this capacity of unentangled participation in the present, knowing it without confusion, watching the different patterns of feeling and mood, sensation, thought, ideas. As we see that coming and going and changing without confusion the more firmly that's established then the less that we need to apply the actual uh, tools or the classical reflections of, of Vipassana meditation there's no need to say it's impermanent, it's impermanent because we know in our heart without confusion how could it not be Similarly with unsatisfactoriness, not self. How could we think that this thought has an owner? The heart knows it couldn't be so. So if you find the mind settling to that degree and that quality of attitude, unbiased, unentangled participation, then there's no need to apply those particular reflections to the flow of thought and feeling. Just invite the the heart to, to be that very open awareness itself, being that sphere of knowing, that open capacity that accommodates all things, accommodates Comfort and discomfort, happiness and unhappiness, praise and blame, gain and loss, it accommodates it all with no complaint. No efforting. There's just the open space of the heart filled with the ringing silence. Again, keeping the nada sound as the backdrop. Just let the internal space be completely uncluttered. Whatever objects arise, they can arise, but we make nothing of them. No self or anything that belongs to a self. Just allow there to be that, to be, that open-hearted knowing. If the mind gets caught and carried away by a particular pattern of sensation or mood, particular memory, apply the reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta once again. This helps to loosen the grip, loosen the impacted dense quality of those, those habits. Apply those reflections once again, let go. Come back to being the knowing, being the open-hearted space of awareness. So in this practice, we're not trying to fix exclusively on the nada sound, but instead uh, to incline towards the attitude of of openness of receptivity. Letting the nada just happen to be there in the background as the wallpaper. if the thought arises, I can't do this, this is beyond me. That thought too is just another pattern of nature arising and ceasing. We don't have to believe what it says, that it's a accurate rendition of the nature of the universe, it's just a thought. Impermanent, unsatisfactory, not self. Whatever it might be, Keep allowing it to arise and dissolve in this welcoming space, open heart of awareness. Sound, feeling, mood, thoughts. trying to do anything not trying to not do anything this is what we can call diligent effortlessness or undistracted non-meditation to let all the, the doings and beings and tryings those two are just patterns of nature arising and ceasing let them dissolve as well Feelings of tiredness or heat. These two are just patterns of nature, coming, going, changing. Subjective impressions. meditation now and um, during this um, what I'd like uh, to suggest is um, with the, uh, in the, in the spirit of the, the practices as we've, j- we've just been doing, um, to uh, develop the reflection or the, the realization that uh, even though we often think that our, our mind is in our body, that uh, it's rather more accurate from one perspective just to, to see that the, the body is, is rather in the mind. Like right now, our eyes are open, and you might think, oh, you know, my mind, or even my mind. But actually, everything that we know about this room, uh, uh, the sound of my voice, you might think, well, those people are sitting out there. But out there is just a set, of, a set of mental impressions, isn't it? We create this room out of uh, light, sound, uh, texture, and we create Saturday afternoon at Vipassana Santa Cruz. It's all happening in the mind, isn't it? I'm not saying that the world does not exist, but isn't it the the case that everything that we've ever known about the world has been known through the agency of our mind ever since before we were born? Right. That making sense, right? So this is what, uh, this activity of the visual cortex, the oral cortex. You know, the, the, the brain is putting together our perceptions and making the world. It's a it's but it's a working model. I mean, I think we've all seen the movie The Matrix. So it's rather like that. But this is real. Welcome to the desert of the real. So what this means is that, um, and why this is useful is that rather than thinking, oh, space and awareness is something that happens when I'm sitting still with my eyes closed, it's still the case now, with the eyes open and engaging in conversation and seeing each other as human beings, people, and with the world outside. So um, what I'd like to suggest with the walking meditation, yeah, find a place to walk um, for probably 40 minutes or so. And that... Uh, Uh, Before you, uh, and the the usual, probably most people are familiar with walking meditation. Yeah. So define a stretch of ground that you want to walk on, back and forth. And then before you begin each, uh, uh, the start of each path, just remember, this is all known within the, the space of my mind. Here's sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. This is all happening here within my mind. This is all within the same space of awareness. And then on that reflection, then also listen and see, can you, can you hear the nāda sound as well? Because it's not just a, an indoor function, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's wherever we are. So uh, then reflecting, this is all happening within the mind, and, and oh look, there's still, there's the nāda sound that's still forming a background to it all. There's a background to the, the trees and the sky and the, the traffic and it's, uh, it's here behind and prior to all of that complexity of perception. Is that making sense? Yeah. So, just for those two little reflections before you start walking, then as you, as you walk then try to, to uh, as you walk along, try to keep listening to the nada sound. So, tune into it before you start walking, and then see if you can stay with it as the body walks. And then to recognize the body is walking, but that walking is perceived in the mind. So that then just listening to the nada sound, just let yourself walk and listen as the body walks. And then when you get to the end of your path, stop. And once again, just re- re-establish that, that perception. This is all perception. This is all formations happening in the mind. There's the nada sound. Okay, start walking again. So that you're developing using the listening as an object while you walk, rather than the footsteps. Um, this might be a radical shift for some people. <laughs> walking with your ears.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, it can be a very, very interesting practice because we always think of the world out there. Well, I like to be out in nature. Well, where? <laughs> but nature is, how can we get away from nature at all? Mm-hmm. And in fact, nature is always in here. I mean, it's a figure of speech. But we always projecting some other place, some other world out there. But we forget that everything that we know about the world happens in our mind. And that when we recognize it in that way, there's a shift. There's a, oh, it's all happening here. There's a a quality of containment or a quality of of, um, integration that we don't find when there's a me here and a world out there. Anyway, that's what I would like to put into the air. So um, if it's about 2.20 now... So um, if uh, we can, someone can ring the bell at three o'clock, not before three o'clock, at three, okay. Very good.